Hello, this is Ernie Johnson, founder of Anashira, or as they call me in some places around here, the Soap Man. I've been sitting here in my office reflecting on how I'd open this week's podcast, and I thought about how pleasant our weather has been the past couple of weeks. Warm, but not steamy days, and cool nights, a nice change. It was so nice on Saturday, I made a good fire in our fire pit in the back of our house. Don and I were sitting around the fire, drinking wine with four friends of ours, all of them Cuban-Americans from Miami. It's dark, and one of them, Izzy, says suddenly, I see a firefly, as if it's a big deal. I don't remember when I saw one for the last time, he says. And we all focus, and there are fireflies everywhere, in the woods, in the garden, flying around our heads. Now, we didn't have fireflies in California where I grew up. I'd heard about them and read about them, but I never saw one until I was in my 30s. I remember when I caught one for the first time. It was in Arkansas, on the bluffs above the White River. Dawn taught me how to follow them in the air. They fly very slowly. And man, I was filled with joy when I saw that lightning bug, the first one I caught, just sitting on my palm. It's like going on and off. It wasn't afraid at all. Oh, one other thing. We have a neighbor who lives about 140 yards down the hill from us. When we moved here, he had a bright light on his garage. It would be on every day from dusk until dawn the next day. It was so bright, we couldn't seriously look at the stars on that side of the house. We couldn't sit out there during periods of meteor showers. It wasn't that big a deal, but it was a minor irritant. Well, a month ago, he stopped using that light. We look out now from the front porch, and it's dark, really dark. So my opening theme this week is small pleasures. For me, they are, well, one, fireflies, those marvelous creatures, and second, a dark night, no light pollution. So I can enjoy the fireflies, the stars, the planets, any other objects in the sky. It's a delight. Well, thanks to Anashira for supporting these podcasts. Izzy and his wife left here with four bars of soap. Now, you don't even have to come see me to do that. You can go to anashira.com and you can order as many bars as you want in no time. Don't forget to use discount code STORIES15. That's one five for a 15% discount. When I left you last week, we were on Don Arturo's ranch. He and I were working on our relationship with food as the main subject of our conversations. So let me continue. So, we're back at Don Arturo's ranch on the Magdalena River. It was named Talavera, Talavera de la Reina. I found out that was a commune of central Spain in colonial times where they made this most beautiful, colorful, glazed earthenware. So one day, Artie, the son, asked me if I want to go horseback riding. 
Now, Artie was an expert horseman. He competed jumping horses. He played polo. And anybody who knows polo knows you got to be an expert to play that game. And all of Maria's family rode well. Well, I didn't. And I told him so. Okay, we'll put you on a tame old nag, he says. I didn't notice everyone around me grinning. My alarm bells did not go off. So we all mount up, head out through the tall grass on the ranch, and my horse, the devil, takes off, galloping. Keep your knees in, keep your knees in, I hear them in the distance, yelling as we scream off. I'm terrified. I pull in the reins. I pull him as hard as I can. That horse takes off even faster. They're all behind. I think they're getting a little worried. This horse jumps over a creek and I go flying and I land hard, but nothing broken. I look up. I'm groggy. There's a ring of people staring down. No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm really good. I'm bueno, I say. No problema. So that afternoon, Artie and Andres come over and say, Hey, Ernie, let's go into town. We know an ice cream will make you feel better after falling off that horse. So, okay, we drive into this small river town called La Dorada. Lots of people walking, men on horses, burros, one-story buildings, lots of tiendas, small stores. Man, it's just like something you'd see in a movie of South America. So we walk around, we drink some Coca-Colas. We stop by this cart and Artie buys me an ice cream. I eat it. It's uh, okay. Neither of the boys eats one. My antenna should have gone up. So we get back to the ranch. We sit down at the dinner table a few hours later, and we're talking about this expedition planned for the next day on the Magdalena River. We're going to take these motorized dugout canoes, do some exploring. Everybody, I don't feel too good. I'm a little dizzy, and I make regular trips to the bathroom. The next morning, I feel worse. But everyone is so excited about taking me down this river to see a couple of river towns and the birds and the fishes. Uh, I can't say no. So we head out. To describe my condition, I was tasting green. I was seeing green. I was miserable. And once we're out on the river, Don Arturo notices that I don't seem normal. Gringo, ¿qué te pasa? What's wrong? I tell him I think I'm dying. What did you eat in town yesterday? Just an ice cream. He turns to his sons and asks him how they could dream of giving me an ice cream in La Dorada. Turns out the town has very irregular electric service. Power goes on, goes off. The ice cream melts, it refreezes. It melts, it refreezes. Mm, doesn't make for a healthy ice cream bar in the tropics. I wished I'd known that. Sorry, I need a bathroom. We head to the shore to a small store with a dock there. I run to the back to the restroom. Well, it wasn't a restroom. It was a hole in the ground. Hey, man, that's a lot better than sitting on a river.
It's surrounded by banana plants. Uh-oh, no toilet paper. Hey, I yell out. No paper. Use the leaves, yells Artie. Now, you know, I don't remember the rest of that trip, but I do remember suffering for the next few days. I ate nothing. So a few days later, I go into the big conference with Don Arturo to ask for Maria's hand. Well, he asked some serious questions. You can imagine what they were. And Maria's mother translates for me. I think she filled in with some things I hadn't really clarified because Arturo gives me his blessing. So we sit down with Ligia, Maria's mother, and we decide on the first week in August, seven months down the road. Okay, seven months, man. I got plenty of time to get all my things together. So I go back to California, and I got a lot to get done. I got to finish my undergraduate degree. I got to decide what I'm going to do when I'm done to be serious with my life. I got to get some money together so I can get down there and do all this stuff down there. I got to get done. And uh, I got to get to South America so I can get married. So I had a few issues with my degree. I'd spent two of my college years in Germany, one year in Oberhausen, it was in the Ruhrgebiet. I attended, the school was a level of gymnasium. So these folks graduate with the equivalent of a, what would be to us a junior college degree, uh, quite a bit above my level. And later I went back to Germany and uh, studied for a year at Die Freie Universität in West Berlin, which was uh, surrounded by the wall in those days, surrounded by... East Germany. And I got back and I had trouble getting credit for all the courses I completed in those two years. I had decided to major in German literature because I liked it and I was good at it. And there was a professor in the German department. He had just got his PhD the year before from the University, University of California at Davis. And he says, Herr Johnson, you should do graduate work in German. Go to UC Davis, where I went. It's a great faculty, a small department. And I said to him, I don't even have enough credits to graduate. He says, what? So he sat down with me and uh, he looked at some of the work I hadn't got credit for. And he set up challenges for me to challenge a number of courses. And uh, all of them in German literature, language, and German philology. And lo and behold, I had enough credits to graduate. So we sit down together again, and he says, Okay, now you can apply to UC Davis, the graduate school, and you should apply for a position of teaching assistant. You can teach students lower-level courses, and they pay you, and you study. Well, that sounds pretty good. I don't think I, I can get it. He's I'll help you. I know these people there. So uh, he helped me out and I got accepted to the school and I got accepted as a teaching assistant. And I even got married student housing, which is pretty cheap, which is what I needed. So I had applied in March. Now, now I had a few other things to do. I had to come up 
with money to get myself to Colombia by the 1st of August and to stay there for about a month and then get us back to California by the beginning of September. So a good friend of mine, Chuck, tells me his dad wants to build a house, a spec house. That is one on that he will build and then sell on speculation. He wants us to do the physical labor. I say, okay, sounds good to me. So we got two months, June and July, to do this. So Chuck and I work as laborers, as animals. We dig the foundation. We set forms. We pour concrete. We work with a carpenter on the rough carpentry. And of course, the complicated work was done by licensed electricians and plumbers and tile men. We get up and we'd be working before sunrise and we finish about dark. And our last project was to finish shingling the roof. Now imagine shingling a roof in Fresno in 108 degree weather. That's 108 in the shade. So we finished. So we got some money. So Chuck and two other friends of mine wanted to go to South America with me for the wedding. One guy was named John, and the other, Carl, was a high school buddy. I'd known him for years. So we sat down and talked. How do we get to Bogota, they asked. Well, we fly from Miami. We'll take a cheap airlines called Aero Condor, Condor Airlines. It probably won't crash. It'll get us there. Okay, how do we get to Miami? Well, I'm working on that. So I start looking in one ads. I figured we'd find somebody who needed a vehicle transported from the West Coast to the East Coast, hopefully Miami, and we'd drive it out there for him. So I look in the one ads under transportation. I'm looking for need vehicles driven to Miami. But of course, the Fresno Bee had nothing. Nobody ever leaves Fresno. You only go to Fresno and you stay there forever. So they asked me, Ernie, what's the news? I'm working on it. Now, my folks and I were going through a little rough spot. As you know, they didn't like me getting married. You're too young. And they didn't like my political viewpoints at all. My dad had been a Republican all of his life. And we were in the middle of the Vietnam War and the draft was in full swing. Now, I won't go into detail about my political position. I hate talking politics. I always have. And when I'm cornered by somebody, I have something that I generally counter with. I simply say, I'm an anarchist. That generally throws them off. And if it doesn't, I say, I hate all governments, which you know is pretty true. So they didn't like it that I had no clear life plans. How are you going to make a living? Uh, I'll work on it. How are you going to support your wife? I'll work it out somehow. Yeah, as you can probably see, I'm a kind of a I'll work it out kind of guy. So now the strangest thing, something I still don't quite understand is they were against all of this wedding and everything, but they took a large contingent of family and friends down to Bogota for the wedding and trips all over the country to see it. They took my two younger sisters, Diane and Marilyn. They took Marilyn's fiancé, Art. 
They took my dad's sister and her husband. They took uh, two of their good friends, Bill and Ruth. And they asked me, how are you getting down there? Well, I'm working on it. So it's the last week in July and my pals and I still didn't have transportation to Miami. And we certainly didn't have enough cash to fly out there. So I got a copy of the LA Times and saw that it had a much bigger transportation section. Boys, I said, pack up your stuff. We're catching a Greyhound bus tonight for Los Angeles. LA, you found something? Well, I'm working on it. I have a plan. So we jump on a bus, takes us about 220 miles down to Los Angeles. We get out the bus depot and I get a copy of the LA Times. Well, we're standing there in the middle of the the bus depot. I turn to the one ad section. I turn to transportation. I turn to drivers needed. And I'm reading this and they're all behind me trying to read over my shoulder. Hey, hey, give me some space, you guys. I need my space. So I see an ad, drivers needed to transport two airport catering trucks to Miami airport. Experience required, mature, sober individuals. Okay, guys, think good thoughts. I have a possibility. Give me some dimes. So I walk over to a payphone. I take a big, deep breath. I dial the number in the ad. Hello? Hello, my name is Ernie Johnson. I'm calling about your ad for drivers in the LA Times. How many trucks do you need to move? Two. That's good news. I have my team of four drivers here ready to go. Are you experienced? Yes, sir. We've driven all over the U.S. and Europe. Well, it's mostly true. Are you mature, sober individuals? Yes, sir. We've all just graduated from college. My three partners are accompanying me to support me in tying the bonds of holy matrimony. You're getting married? Yes, sir. And these three good men are making sure I get down there in one piece. We won't let you down. Well, I have to get two large, tall airport catering trucks to Miami airport. They're stick shift. They're 12 feet tall. You ever driven anything like that? Well, not exactly. Not that high. But we're quick learners. Are you men of faith? Sir, we have strong convictions. Do you know where West Covina is? No, but we'll find it. When can you get here? I need to talk to some other person, but I'm in a hurry. Sir, don't worry about anyone else. Don't call him. Forget about him. Give me your address and we'll be there in an hour and we'll be ready to go. So somewhat reluctantly, he says, Okay, and tells me where he is. Guys, we're out of here. Let's get a cab. You can imagine their excitement and the questions. Where are we going? What are we driving? Why did he say yes to you? Yeah, okay, I'll answer all those questions on the way over there. Let's get a cab. And remember, when we meet this man, we are serious young men of conviction. You must appear trustworthy. We need to get there before he changes his mind. So we jump in a cab. 40 minutes later, we're at his office. Two very tall trucks next to it. I knock on the door. It's pitch dark outside. The door opens. A man steps out, sees the four of us. Now, imagine, each of us has long hair. 
and either a beard or a big mustache, sideburns. Hello, Bob, I say. Before he can react, I stick out my hand. I'm Ernie Johnson, and these are my three best friends, and we're ready right now to get your trucks on the way to Miami. So I must say, these three guys played their roles well. They looked him straight in the eyes. They shook hands with firm grips. They stood arrow straight. So he catches his breath and we're ready to go right now, I tell him. So Bob says, I'm driving with you. He asked if we minded if we switched off and drove night and day. No, sir. We're hoping you would say that. Now, Carl and John look at me. We don't know how to drive these trucks. Shh, shh. Relax. Man, what if we wreck them? Relax, work with me. Watch Bob. Fake it, boys. Come on, we'll do it. Within an hour, we were off. Folks, I can't believe it. I was just getting going, and I'm out of time. You know, I'm thinking I may light a fire again tonight in the fire pit. It'll be cool out. I may grill some lamb chops on the coals. As Dawn says to me frequently, Yeah, Ernie, it's all about the food. Thanks again to Anashira, and thanks to you for making these podcasts possible. Hey, I get questions from people about things I talk about, so I'm going to start a new thing here. I'm going to answer a couple of those questions every week. So if you have questions, send an email to me at info at anashira.com. That's I-N-F-O at anashira.com. Or write the question in the comments field when you make a purchase of soap. Just include your first name and the city you're from, and I'll get to some of those questions. So next week, I'll continue with this journey I took into the heart of Colombia on our Stories from Anashira. <laughs>